Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Because we ran out of time to do this in person. We did. King- Unfortunately, <laughs> it's me again. Sorry, guys. You have to listen to this again. <laughs> we have Ken Clarich of Ash and Ale Lounge in Palm Coast, Florida. And uh, we're here to detail the second half of my trip. We are. It was yes. a fun half. It was. Not- the, uh, dude, the whole trip as a whole. Uh, I was going to say, there wasn't a bad time really to be had for your trip. You had a great not, time. Not really. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. You know, when you travel, you never want to go back to reality. You just don't. You really don't. But, you know, you suck it up like an adult and you go back to reality. This one's been a lot harder. Really? Oh, dude, I have had like, I mean, I don't want to say like mourning, but it's almost been like, like a sense of mourning having to come back to reality this time. Wow. I had a good, I had a really good trip and uh, yeah, I was not ready for that to end. Well, you know, the invitation's always there. If you'd like to come I, back, please. I get it, man. But, you know, I got uh, I got, I got commitments here that unfortunately prevent me from moving. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, That's we'll understood. be back. We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be and back. And so, all my guys, all my members and everyone who met you felt, said they had a great time with you. So they opened you oh, up good. with open arms. No, we'll be back. We'll be back. But first... It's All Saints Day, not Yay! Not, not really. Not, not on the really. pod on the podcast. It is the real All Saints Day is what? Uh, two? No, Wednesday. Wednesday. It's, it's this upcoming Wednesday. That's tomorrow. As uh, a recording. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, it'll be a week from tomorrow as we're oh, recording. Ne- oh, yes. okay. Yes, yes. I yes, didn't realize yes. that was All Saints Day. Okay, November first. So it's all. It's all. How I'm Jewish, Eve. dude. Oh, never mind. So this this is my little scam here, man. I went to Catholic high school. Me too, and junior high. And I'm not Catholic. But me either. So okay. So you understand? There's I got kicked out of mass every week. (laughs) So there's Halloween. There's Halloween, and then there's All Saints Day on November first. That's true. I totally forgot about that. I loved rubbing in to my friends from junior high school that all had to go to public high school that that next day that oh yeah day after halloween i got that off <laughs> they never understood and to be honest i didn't care but yeah I think, exactly just, it was one of those things but anyway like i said it's all saints day so here on the pulpit not in reality and so we are smoking uh some all saints cigars we are I have mine you already so have I yours have, out of the wrapper i well yes i mean you know you gotta you gotta prep I apologize. I am not prepped yet. I it's apologize. Okay. Hold on. Let's hold on. What does this sound? I knew it. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with it. The minute you're like, you have it out of the wrapper. I'm like, I know exactly where he's going. Um, <laughs> okay. Now it's out of the wrapper. So, okay. So, yeah. So I have the dedication in the miter size, which is the kind of stubby torpedo. Yep. And, and uh, I have the same thing, but I have it in Habano. Okay. So we're, we're not, not same blend, but similar ish. Similar ish. Similar ish. Um, I thought I, I to, had. I have to step away. I have to find an ashtray. I moved. I someone moved my ashtray. Oh my god! 
I hate when that don't happens. You, don't you hate it when somebody moves your ashtray? Good Lord. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and prep. To, oh, okay, then. I'm going to prep to cut my cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, in terms of uh, All Saints Cigars, Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company. He's got you covered. He's uh, got a full line of All Saints Cigars over there. So if you're wanting to try either the Dedication or the Dedication <laughs> in the Habano, he's got you covered. And uh, he's also got uh, the St. Francis and all the various other All Saints Cigars over there. And he also has other good cigars. For example... I know he got in his uh, shipment of the uh, Aladino Sumatras. They did r- arrive. Oh, I still need to get over there to get myself a couple. Um, haven't done that yet. I haven't and, even got uh, my email yet that they're shipping. Oh, Trey Mac, buddy. Get Trey, on I'm calling tomorrow, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by Dan the Man Ponder's place. He's got all kinds of great cigars for you and a nice, comfortable lounge for you to chill out in. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, he does mail order, so you can still support a brick-and-mortar shop by giving him a call and placing an order. Stay in the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear mine, but... I caught it. I caught it. I'm going to do a straight cut. I'm doing it at a slight angle. I never take off enough on this thing. Mm. Yeah. All right. We're going to follow that up with a with a V cut cuz Okay. What are you There's getting? A There's a draw. Um Okay. Admittedly, this is my newspaper layout day. I'm done. So, I don't have any more work to do after after we're done recording or anything. Wow. But uh uh, I have been smoking cigars pretty much all day long as I've been doing my layout. Um, and so right now I'm getting a little, maybe slight hint of cocoa and otherwise I'm getting cigar because I've had a few cigars today. Well, they're on mine on the Habano. I am actually getting some sweetness. I'm getting a little bit of leather. Mm-hmm. Sweetness again is going back to that um, dried fruits going I would, to almost I would, the cran. So I was just about to say, cocoa and a little dried fruit. So I mean, this is our this is the trend we've been on for our last three shows. It is, and the thing is, um, with this cigar, if I'm correct, the only difference between our cigars is the wrapper. It is. So that might explain why I'm getting the cocoa because my ra- wrapper cocoa, is, yep. a, is a much darker wrapper than yours. That but it, it might explain why we're both getting the uh, the dried fruit, and yet we're getting some other slight variances. Interesting. So, so, so we'll go ahead and fire this guy up. Get this going. So, where did we leave off? We left off with Renee, Renee. from Villager. We did. And, and that was a great, great conversation. Oh, it really was. I had such a great time linking up with Renee there. He's a... Uh, he, he's such a great guy, and uh, if you guys missed that, that's in Tuesday's show. So, oh, or also entitled "The Ash and Ale Visit Part One." So, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get this thing lit sometime with a microphone Yum. next to your mouth. 
you should switch the size of your holding. There you go. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm right-handed. So I use uh, the lighter with the right hand, hold with the left. And left. There's, there's never a good place for the microphone during the lighting process. You need wireless earbuds, Bluetooth oh, earbuds. I could try that. I don't know how that would work with my board. I don't think my board has my uh, Bluetooth. There are boards oh. that do have Bluetooth, though, and I've looked at that, but uh, that requires buying a whole new board. And, um, you know, why, why, why buy a whole new board when the board I've got works just fine? You know, no reason, no reason, no at, reason all. at all. At least so not anyway, today. not today, maybe someday have a few nickels to rub together and get some toys to play with, you know? Um, anyway, so we left off with our conversation from Renee. Now, as I was finishing up the conversation with Renee, who comes strolling up to Ash and Ale, but Mickey Peg of all Saints yeah. cigars. All Saints and his with his brand new rep for the whole Florida region. So that was mm-hmm. very nice. And they did an event with us that evening and had a great time and learned a lot. And we'll be going over that this show. We will. <laughs> so um the rep, I'm sorry, I'm blanking Michael. on his name. Michael. So Michael was very, very um pleasant to interact he with. Was. He was. It was his first day actually on the job in his own territory. He had really? Done two, he had done two weeks earlier prior training with two other reps in different areas, but this was his first day on the job in his home territory. Wow. Look at that. And and having training, no less. That's something, that's yeah. something I hear from, from a lot of reps. You know, they just kind of get tossed in and it's like, figure it out, you know? So, yeah, so that's they- kind of nice. I, I think Mickey's a little more um, steadfast and with the training with his, his sales force, since that's the end that he takes care of. I believe he's very, very polished on that because he, he wants it done a very specific way. Mm. That that's makes sense. Got, that's how I got it. So no, that makes was, a lot of sense. It was interesting listening to the two of them talk back and forth. Um, it sounded like Michael had some experience already. So it was, it was good. It was, it wasn't a total training. It was more of an experience. And this is how I want it done. Then. I see. I see. Well, I mean, aside from promoting the all Saints cigars, um, Michael was signing everybody up for the McAuliffe ambassador program That's, too. Yes, he was. So there seemed to be quite, a big hit, quite a few challenge coins being given out. I still need to track mine down. Mine's in my house somewhere. And, uh, I needed, I wanted to do that so that I could, uh, brag about the low number that I have on my coin, which, you know, uh, it, granted, it's been around for a number of years since I signed up, but you know, nonetheless. What number are you? I don't know. That's the thing. Oh. I got to find the coin. Once I find the coin, I can tell you. But it's definitely a lot lower than some of the numbers that were being thrown around at your place. Yeah, they were in the thousands at this point. Two, twenty-four, twenty-six, thirty-six hundred. But two of the guys got uh, three hundred and sixty, and one got like seven sixty. What? Yeah, there were some three-digit ones there. So hmm. it was interesting. That is interesting. I wonder how that came about. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure they're just in a bucket and they just take handfuls. I'm sure that's exactly it. But I just want to know because theoretically, an easy means- time with that one. There are you. Nah, I got one little spot that just needed to be caught up with the rest of it, you know, as it was going. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, so now it was it was a nice event. It was good to catch up with Mickey and uh, talk to him, and uh, we'll get to that interview in a bit. But um, uh, he was uh, he he was also he was also committed 
aside from your event, uh, he was doing another podcast that I ended up crashing briefly um, yes, you did. while uh, <laughs> while while taking a picture. And so um, I thought that was amusing that, you know, um, I ended up crashing another show. So the Mickey Peg event, you know, resulted in him on two different shows before it was all said and done. You too. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Me and him. And me and <laughs> that's crazy. It was crazy. It was really bizarre. But uh, um, anyway, but no, I mean, Mickey, he's a, uh, how do I put that? He's a, there are, there are different personality types that you encounter throughout, you know, the industry. And yeah. uh, um, he and Renee, very different very approach different. and everything. But uh, I still feel like your your guys, you know, your your members and everybody, they ha- they got different things and enjoyed interacting with them both in different ways. Definitely, I, I think you're right. I think that even when with the the third person that would that happened to be there with us, Michael, mm-hmm. mean, talking about two totally opposite ends of the spectrum with Mickey and Michael, yeah, both very professional in their own ways, but just the personalities are so vastly different for sure that it, that it um, was great to see that the guys who were there, who came and supported us had such a good time with all three of them. So we actually had a fourth person show up during, while you were there. <laughs> yeah, Eloy. We did. We yeah, did. Eloy from Southern classic cigars uh-huh. showed up and you got to meet him. I did. And I got to smoke, so- uh, Oh, well, it, we, we covered it on the last one. No, no. Oh, Kobe, the, the Kobe. The Kobe, yes. yes. And uh, that was a good cigar. I want to get him yeah. on. Yeah, um, I think you, you've got his information. I sent that to you, I believe. I'll check back. I may you? not have. I don't know if you I did think it. I was supposed to. I don't know if I did. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm I'm still like playing catch up through emails and stuff like that. So if you did, then I must have missed it. But that's okay. Either oh, I'll get it to we'll, you. We'll figure it out. But um, but yeah, you gave me one of the anniversary cigars that he yep. makes. And so, you know, I think that would be a, a fine smoke to have on the show with him at some point. Yeah, it's a really nice smoke. For the price For, point, that's a very nice smoke. I'm looking forward to it. So. But uh, well, now, you know what? We, we've thrown in, we've teased, you know, the Mickey Peg interview quite a bit. Um, why don't we go ahead and just go ahead and jump to the Mickey Peg interview now? And then from there, we can come back. Talk about the rest of the trip and everything like that. Sounds great. Perfect. All right, guys, we'll be right back after the interview. So, guys, we're joined by Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars. How you doing, Mickey? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. It's good to see you again. I know. The last time we had these things on, I was cooped in a humidor. Oh, now we've got we this were. beautiful open air. I know, right? Beautiful Leslie over here. The sun's shining <laughs> like an angel. Very angelic. You know, I try. I try. I love it. I, I, I try to give you the best recording experience I can. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we can talk about it over and over. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that's hearing the story all the time. You're the one that's constantly calling me up saying, I heard the story again. What story? The cab. Oh, the cab. Yeah. yeah. Every, right. every, it's like every time you call me up, you're like, somebody mentioned that story again. So no, nah, I'm just kidding. Anyway. So there's been big developments with All Saints Cigars since yep. you were last on. So let's get into that. You yep. have You have a partnership, strategic partnership. Yeah, it's uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying with McAuliffe cigars. Yeah, so it's it's very similar to the Fuente J.C. Newman. You have one sales force that are selling two different portfolios mm-hmm. and two different invoices that go out to the retailer. 
The only difference is everybody's heard of Fuente and J.C. Newman. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but see, uh, you know, I mean, yes, you guys are both, I mean, I'm no disrespect, smaller in scale than yeah, Fuente absolutely. and Newman. But uh, together, you guys can at least work together and build your brands up, you know, that way. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a great relationship. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, each one of us is filling a void that the other, the other side didn't have. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, they're both cigars. Both portfolios have cigars. Yeah. But, you know, there's one, some of the differences. One's a box press. One's primarily round. Uh, different price points and all that. So they, they complement each other. It's almost like an upside-down broker. Like a, a true broker does a really good job yeah. of putting his portfolio together. He's going to have different countries. He's going to have different flavor profiles and different price profiles, right? Yeah. So uh, in, in a sense, it, it's it's a little bit like that. Okay. So then in turn- Except it's a direct sales force, and they get up and go to work. Because if they don't, you know- They don't get paid. Yeah. Well, well yeah, they do. They eventually get fired, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotcha. Um, There's so, HR now. <laughs> that Okay, so that's my my question then, and I don't know if you want to get into the specifics of it, and we don't have to, but like, you know, you said we both had different needs that we needed to fill, and by yeah. doing this, like, can you get into what maybe some of those needs were and kind of what how you guys complement each other? Well, they needed somebody that was striking, good-looking to be the face <laughs> of the company. Uh, no. You know, it was a couple of things. We had a couple of conversations, and one of the things I always loved about this business, you know, getting in in 1989 as a part-time sales rep at Georgetown Tobacco, was how everybody gets along. I, mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of us. There's a couple of jerks out there, but you know, who cares? You just kind of move on for sure. And you know, what happened was we had a conversation, and. Uh, he asked me some questions, and I answered him, and I thought- He there meaning? Was, uh, Dan Thompson. Dan Thompson, okay. So Dan Thompson really is at, at point with yeah. Amanda McAuliffe, uh, Mr. McAuliffe's daughter, uh, running that company. Yeah. So uh, that was a, a big opportunity, and and I saved him a couple headaches, and then I started, like, well, let me tell you what I need. Yeah. And I said, I need a sales force. And- um, that was it. it and just they kinda, had that. They had that. And they're like, well, I don't think anybody's ever done this in the industry. I'm like, yeah, well, it has been done. So, uh, you know, the format's a little bit different. As you know, JC Newman and Fuente have some uh, back of the house kind of yeah, things like that they work together. One makes one for one. And like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but other than that, it, it, it's, I think it's one of the greatest things that could have happened to our company. And, for me, being on my one, two, one, two, three, fourth sales force, mm-hmm. and I actually own the company, my, All Saints. Yeah. So me and Frank still own All Saints. Okay. But I'm the president of sales for McAuliffe. Okay. And that's the unified sales force. Okay. So what you're going to see, like our website's getting back up to speed. You'll see the same guys uh, and girls on their website, and my website is the sales force. I see. So- you have to keep some of your own identity. Like I'm not going to do any blending in that in that factory. I'm going to stick to the Tabacusa. Well, we do so. Well, we do something crafty and fun. Absolutely, we'd be insane not that something's going to happen. Well, yeah, there. play around a little bit every once yeah. in a while, but maybe yeah, not. I know you like to play around, <laughs> you know. And we'll get to that later. Well, my diamonds are getting perky. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, but. Uh, so it's just, and they, oh, I drive Dan Thompson crazy. He's got these beautiful locks of hair. We're oh, trying to do a serious interview, and I'm like, look at his hair. You know, I'm the bald guy. He's got the mane. 
Yeah, he's got the hair for both of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful locks of hair. So, uh, but uh, you know, from that standpoint, it's 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 very fortunate. Uh, right now, we're still in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. Uh, but it's also there's there, we're skinning our knees on a couple things, but that's part of the growth, and I'm loving it. Yeah, you got to get like you know get to know each other a little bit better, and yeah, you, abso- yeah. absolutely, yeah. So uh, even though it is early in this whole relationship, she's still hot. There you go. Yeah. Um, are there um, me- any metrics of growth that you've hit that you know you want? Yeah, the KPI. Or- you know, you know we, I guess you know in the in the textbook world we call them KPIs. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks we just show up and smoke cigars and whatever. There's, you know, for me, there's a lot going on because one of the values I think that I was identified adding to. Uh, the McAuliffe, their side of what I bring to the table, it was the sales acumen and working with the sales guys and creating like a, a full sales force that is capable of growth. Yeah. Because this isn't just to show up, take an order, slap on the ass and go. We're, we have to build the brand. For There's sure. a lot of things, you know, you have sales organizations that do a great job of maintaining the brand. By maintaining the brand, there is natural growth because they do such a good job of maintaining. Relationship building. Right. So yeah. maintaining sounds not so good, but these, there's certain brands out there that we all know that maintenance is a critical piece of that growth. For sure. Right? So, yeah, of course, maintenance is critical for everybody, but for us, we have to get on the shelves. You can't... You know, you can't put the maintenance or the garage or wherever you get your stuff fixed unless you got an automobile, right? Yeah. So uh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Okay. Um, now, in terms of before this partnership happened, what, and I don't know if you want to get into this or if you can, uh, I'm just going to ask questions. Yeah, just ask um, questions. I'm what, pretty- I'm what, pretty was, tr- what was the crossover between All Saints and McAuliffe? Like- you know, were you guys in a lot of the same shops to where now it's easier for maintenance no. there? Or is it one of those things where, like, there were a number that had All Saints, a number that had McAuliffe, but there were very few in the middle? Yeah, I could definitely answer that. So, first of all, we're not at a maintenance level company. Yeah. I'm giddy with anticipation. Yeah. That we have that type of sales force. I, I really do. Uh, you're always growing, you know, yeah. maintenance, but you spend a lot more time on maintenance than you do growth. My thing is, um, you know, we had an opportunity here. So uh, I'd gotten us to about X amount of accounts. Okay. And their Y amount of accounts were about the same. Okay. The Z amount of accounts were the accounts that we had crossover. Crossover. That percentage was extremely low. That's good. We were going in this direction. We said, "All right, when we start talking about this, let's start picking into this." And you know, uh, me a little bit, uh, Frank and Dan Thompson and Amanda. You know, she really kind of takes more of that. Where's that marketing hat for the family? Well, yeah. for for um, you know, for McAuliffe, not yeah. so much. J- I, I don't know what she does at J Mac. Okay, okay, but I, I mean, but I get Amanda's. I get her undivided attention. When we talk, so I don't know if she has to work at me, which, you know, that's the big driving that's force. That's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, the cigars, she's, she's very Yeah, involved. so we didn't have that much crossover. That's good. That's nothing and, but opportunity and the there, theoretically. We're like, like Abe. Okay. Uh, Dave Graflo. Garofalo. I was and then say. we looked at the way we ran those companies, like, somebody's going to be pissed that we got together. <laughs> because there's a little bit, like, yeah. you know, different in the margins and stuff like that. Oh, so, for sure. Um. So yeah, that made it even even sexier. So yeah, um, yeah. 
Well, good. No, that I mean, that's that's nothing but growth opportunity just right there. Yeah. And then on top of it, then going out and hitting other shops and saying, hey, I now have these two brands. They're great. You know, this well, is what one offers is what the other offers. Well, what it works on is leverage, right? Yeah. Positive leverage. Yeah. Uh, leveraging opportunities, not leveraging the retailer. You never want to leverage the retailer. Yeah, yeah. You never want to control the retailer. You want to manage the process, right? You don't ever want to control anything. It doesn't work. That's a There's partnership a natural in reaction to the action, right? Yeah. So when you look at it from that standpoint, that that's where, where that you can go in and there, there could be totally synergistic between both brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a situation in a certain place where like uh, – one rep from one side went in. That owner did not like that company yeah. from that particular rep. But when that rep got the other company in their portfolio, you can come in and talk about that portfolio all day long. Oh, okay. So, and I thought that was, and it made me think a little bit. I'm like, okay, so they get to wear almost three hats. Yeah. And I don't think that's too many. They They can go in as All Saints. They can go in as McAuliffe, or they can go in on the unified sales force that are selling both portfolios. Yeah, and we're not doing any bullying with the, uh, you know, with the retailers. You got to, if you want this from McAuliffe, you got to buy this from All Saints or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, that's not even happening. Well, I don't think that would be beneficial for for you guys. Well, as there's brands. a lot of companies I mean, that, that traditionally will do that stuff. I get it, but there's I'm a very just, famous one that I work for that does it all day long. Well, but you get they what I'm own saying. them all, yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. I don't see how that's beneficial, though. No, you know, for you guys as a company, especially again, given your size, why would you? Oh, thank you. Six yeah. five two ninety. <laughs> Easy on the eyes, hard on the thighs. Thank you. <laughs> You get what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, why would you want to go in and, and essentially bully somebody, you know? No, I never liked that. So that, yeah. you, that you know, a retailer puts their life and soul. They might be making mistakes. Uh, if you can constructively talk to them and they will listen to help them navigate some of the maybe the mistakes they're making, that's fine. But the bull-faced bully a person into doing stuff, I don't, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, it, it just isn't. Well, and and again, it all comes down to relationships in that you guys, as the sales force, you have right. to have a good, positive relationship with that retailer. And and let's be real. I mean, I'm not going to name any names. I'm not telling you. You definitely shouldn't name any names. But some of these retailers, all it takes is one little thing. And if somebody gets bent out of shape, I mean, that could that could, you know, cause oh, issues. I can tell you right down now. Down the road. Today for, I was standing on the call. We got we got put it in a bin. Yeah. Um, and I still can't figure out why they put it in the bin. It was not because the scar wasn't selling. Yeah, I mean it was. It was not flying off the shelf. Uh, it was doing good. Yeah, but th- something happened. Somebody in my organization. When I say my organization, uh, I'm trying to use my uh, word yeah, tracks yeah, a little yeah. bit better. Uh, some somebody from the specifically from the All Saints portfolio. Yeah, did something to this guy. I don't know who it is. And all of a sudden, now you're in the bin. Now we're in the bin. So not responding, and that happens. Yeah. It could have been a misunderstanding. I could have said something. It could. I don't know if it's me or not. could have been me. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. I don't know. But it's not here to point fingers. But it, it's here to say that, you know, you have to be respectful of them and their personalities. And, and sometimes they can be a little tough. Yeah. But also, I think that sometimes that's some of the best opportunities. You know, when I was at Davidoff, 
or CAO, I should say, somebody said, that retailer, is, he's a real fucking asshole. I go, give me his number. Because <laughs> everybody's called this guy an asshole. I'm like, well, he's got to connect with somebody sooner or later. Then yeah. What you're doing is you're giving me an opportunity to go get something on that shelf. Well, yeah, because let's be real. All these other reps are here, and this guy's an asshole. So if everything was black and white, if everything them. was easy, I just had this conversation with one of my uh, great up-and-coming reps. And, you know, he's so black and white. And I said, if everything was fucking black and white, we wouldn't have salespeople. We're here to help you navigate this map. Yeah. So, um, and find strike on opportunities that's beneficial without whoring out the brand, the company, or compromising your integrity or putting the retailer in a bad position of the way they feel. Interesting. All right. Now, so uh, what I will tell you is the most important person, I've always said this, this goes back to, you can ask John Huber and all these people that are out in the industry that we all work together at one point. Yeah. The most important person in this entire operation is the consumer, right? But you definitely have to understand the complexities of the conduit of which gets there. And that's usually your brick and mortar um, retailer. That, no, that makes perfect sense. No, there's other types of you got the big you got the Abes, you got the you got the Garofalos, you have uh whatever. Yeah, but but those consumer- when you're building a company in this industry in a highly competitive market, yeah, you, you know you have to respect that. It's it, it, because they're not a lot of retailers. Are, we were talking about brand building, you know, in the green yeah. room, and uh, that's kind of. Funny. I have a green room. He's got a green room. <laughs> it's got green wax in his ears. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, no, but you know, talking about. Uh, brand builders. Yeah. The, the, there are some out there that exist. I mean, we were talking about Cigar Hustler. You know, yeah. They're, they're a great brand builder out there. Uh, they put you through the ropes before you get in there, you know, rightly so. Sometimes the harder it is to get in the shop, the longer you stay there and the bigger you get, right? So, you know, um, they're not, might not be brand builders, but they can be a brand destroyer or herder or I, I'm not yeah. I'm, like, I, I'm at a loss of word but yeah I think you understand what I'm saying the opposite can be true yeah absolutely yeah. um well and see to your point you were talking about that that these um consumers are hearing things from their brick and mortar right um and brick and mortar sometimes is bullshit because they didn't pay their bills they didn't do something else and then they and then we turn it into MFers yeah right? well and that's that's my point is that it goes back to relationships again mm-hmm. in that if you have something going on with that that retailer, then obviously they're going to be, you know, spitting flames at you to their their customers. But on the flip side, you know, you you mentioned that may you know maybe not the big guys like Abe and Garofalo, but I would actually argue that they have um, a lot of influence over their consumers because they are, you know, I mean, let's be they're real, very interactive for sure. And I mean, the Garofalo uh, customers, I mean. I don't know. I'm sure Dave would have something to say about this, but I get the overwhelming impression he has a lot of very loyal customers that listen to what he has to say. Or his team. Or his team. And thus, you know, you're getting that information out one way or the other Correct. through them. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's interesting. Good. So, in terms of All Saints. Yes. What's going on there? What do you got new? What do you got going on? Well, well, I mean, you're all over the damn place. We just partnered with uh, McCall. Well, I, I know. Right? No, we we no. talked about that. No, so it's exciting. Uh, today is whatever day it is. Um, the 18th. The 18th. So we're right in the midst of our an- anniversary tour right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to look. <laughs> uh, so 
we're celebrating our, our fourth anniversary is November first, All Saints Day. Yep. And uh, and you've got to remember that first year was behind. We were behind a curtain. One of the best cigar kind of years in a long time. Yeah. I was still behind the curtain. So my or my company, the All Saints brand was. Yeah. So I think we made a lot of progress, and I think you know having this chance to work with this uh, direct sales force is just was is a blessing. Um, if you look at it. From the standpoint that if you look at Davidoff when they came to the United States, they were a broker program. It took about seven to eight years to transition into a direct program. You look at Rocky, that was seven to eight years. You know, anything that has a good organic growth and sustainability, they, um, CAO, seven to eight years by the time you get a direct, a purely direct sales force. Yeah. So for us to have access to, uh, a sales force that we haven't even hit our fourth anniversary in one year. That was behind the curtain. Yeah. I think we're on a, on a great pace. We were just getting to the point, and when I say we, the All Saints side, mm-hmm. it's getting to a point where it was hard to keep up with what was going on on the shelves. Mm. So, uh, well, like, yeah, like, like if you look at Arizona, we're not in Arizona. Yeah. And Arizona is a very good cigar state, as we all know, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't have anybody out there that represent it. I don't want to go out there and get on the shelf and lose momentum and then not sell it twice. It's hard enough to sell it the first time. Yeah, and then to have to go tw- back and be like, hey, correct, sorry correct. this took place. We promise we'll do better. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not right. great. Checks in the mail. and Well, so like do you have, um, I don't know, well, not anymore, obviously, but at the time, you know, were you, did you have like in-house people making calls or were like, no. for, so for example, Arizona, anybody out there that had it, they reached out to you to get it. We are right now, or so or at trade shows. So right now, we're looking for a Mid Atlantic uh, rep right now. Yeah, um, we are also looking for an in-house salesperson to support the sales organization. Mm. So for inside sales, uh, a lot of that's going to be hitting Netherlands states that nobody's attached to. Also supporting uh, reps that have territories that some places are a little bit harder to get to. Mm-hmm. So that, which is exciting to me. So no, that's great. Um, and then the Solamente. Solamente. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the first one was kind of an accident while we were waiting for the regular production to came out. So we did it again. Uh, so it's, we call it Solamente 23. It doesn't say 23 on the box, but we t- put 23 cigars in there. Oh, okay. Because it's 2023. Yeah. Same blend, different vintages on the tobacco that we did before. The, actually, the wrapper came out a little darker than okay. the before. Um, uh, still an Ecuadorian rapper. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, it's doing very well. So, Good. and that's kind of the focal point or the big horse that we're kind of showing, Yeah, you know, on this anniversary tour. The biggest thing about that is, um, we only did 500 boxes and everybody says, only, we're not an LE company. We're not a limited edition. Yeah. This is our... This is our second limited edition. Now oh, we did some private projects like the Firecracker with oh, United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are a little bit different than having an LA that you take to market. Yeah. Um, that, that Firecracker is not an LA for us. It could be considered a limited edition, but it was a limited edition for United. We essentially made it for United, and they did the distribution. In the, in that was all on. of them at that point. It, guys- came, it came in country and went right up to their warehouse. And then Ali and his team determined, you know, what the, how that was going out to market with who, with their prerequisites that they have. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, then, in terms of uh, 
All Saints, um, and I guess McAuliffe too. Now that you know we're talking about it, mm. uh, one of the things that I'm I'm very curious about, and uh, we, we we in the green room touched on it, but uh, the trade shows next year. Yes, do you want to get into that, or do you want to avoid? No. So I, let's start with the PCA RTD uh, PCA. Yeah, we are. It, it's been finalized or not that our booths going to be combined. Okay. So all states will have their own identity within there, and then the uh, McAuliffe will have their own identity in there. Um, so that's going on. If it's not, if we're not together. It's not because we we didn't want it that way. Yeah. It's just the floor arrangements were decided upon before we were Made. felt comfortable um, announcing our relationship. Okay. As for TPE, we right now all saints will be there. Uh, I've not had a conversation with the McAuliffe side about uh, their thought of participation in it mm-hmm. as at this point. So we're going to pick that up. We've had so many moving parts up to this point. And, you know, also we're uh, most of our conversations have been about, you know, the close future, the medium future is about how how we and what we are taking the market in March. Okay. For the PCA. Well, and that was my question. I talked to Renee from Villiger about it earlier. It's like, how did that kind of like screw with your schedule with them pushing up to March? Because, I mean, you it know. Did, it didn't screw with us in, <clears throat> for a couple reasons. Okay. One is we have a shorter runway on getting something to the market, right? Yeah. As soon as I heard that was a rumor, I go, guys, we're we're going to be behind in July and just the nature of it. Let's try to move this production schedule and this actuation schedule to March. So okay. we did that. And we only have one, two, like maybe three projects coming out. Yeah. When I say project, one is a line extension, a very unique line extension we have. One is a whole new cigar uh, blend okay. line. And the third one, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that is. Okay. So nothing really extensive. So nothing really. Bringing, so we're proud of what we're bringing to market. Uh, a little bit of sizzle, but you know, yeah. So, um, now the other conversation that I've been having with Ken here at Ashenale the last two days, right. and uh, you know, forgive my ignorance, but McAuliffe and All Saints, are you guys overseas or are you just United no. States at this point? And that's uh, that's a, another thing that we actually we we need to get on that, and it's well, very tough to do that. Well, we're trying to expand the United States, but it's something we got to grab sure. that market share too. And one could argue, and I know who that one person is in, in the entire organization, that this boat's going to ship really fucking quickly. Yes, because I've already seen brand equity of brands that have gone over to that market and captured that pieces of that market because of that void that's there from the Cuban market. Yes. And it's resonating back to the United States. Okay, I'll tell you one offline that it's just, it, and I, I, I well, almost promise you, I know it's from their European presence. Interesting. Well, because that's what Ken and I have been talking about here, just privately, is you know you see some of these bigger, well-known cigar personalities over. You know, you log into Instagram or whatever, you, you're going to see the pictures if you follow these guys, and. Right. and you know, my listeners, if they they probably know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name names, but um, you can make the argument that given the void of the Cuban cigars over there and uh, now this rise of the n- new world cigars <coughs> that, um, you know, when you have a guy like um, Carlito or Rocky 
I didn't. I so said been I, over there, they've been over there for been a while. Over there. Yeah, true. But, you know, they're building up the space uh, now that the Cubans have uh, kind of uh, uh, yeah. gone, you know. Carlito been doing that a long, long time. I guess my question is, is there a bigger upside for a smaller company to go oh, over there? Because, I mean, let's be real. If, if Rocky goes over it, there and he gets. Because everybody's new over there. It, it, except for the except for the big boys, that's exactly my so, point. So, so the consumer over there doesn't necessarily know the difference between a Fuente and an All Saints. And well, so, they'll know Fuente. They'll they'll know well okay. Rocky. Um, yeah, it, it, you see my point. Oh, like, absolutely. It, it's more of a level playing field in some of these areas over yeah. there versus here in the states, where I think it could be a know. great force multiplier for the growth of a brand, especially a young brand. Yeah. Okay, so you, we're on point then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. I have this conversation all the time. Okay. Usually with myself because nobody else will listen. Well, I was curious about it. So I'm I believe it in 1,000%. Li- I'm listening. You can talk. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. You want to snuggle? Spoony? Oh, I mean, you know. You like the spoon? I do like the spoon. Are you inside or outside spoon? I'm typically big spoon. You're big spoon? Yeah. Spooner. <laughs> I love you, Spooner. Spooner. <laughs> What's up, Spooner? <laughs> um. Okay. So, yeah. So, I'm not. I I don't know. It was yeah. One you're of those, spot on. Okay. Uh, I was just wondering. So then, you know, to your point, then it's important then for you guys to is. figure out a plan to get over to uh, to yeah. Europe and and that area. Right. Okay. I didn't know if you were at Inner Tobacco or any of that. So no, I used to go. Not, I used to go. Yeah. I didn't go this year or the yeah. last year. Uh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Mickey. Yes, we're in an event here at Ashenale, and I'm yeah. taking up your time. And so, no, I don't, not at all. I don't. I don't want to take up any more of your time unless no, no. you have more to talk about. No, but uh, okay, I, I got plenty to talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, but you haven't. Ha- I mean, you know, we got to get a few more. And, you know, and then we, and then Come on, we, my wife's listening. Okay, and then then we can get another story out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, but seriously, man, thank you so much for taking time out. I really do oh, appreciate it's great to see it, you. and it is great to see you. And uh, guys, you know, check out uh, All Saints and uh, McAuliffe Cigars. And oh, is this Ken peeking yeah. in? It's Ken peeking in. Kilroy Ken. <laughs> um, but seriously, take some time for yourself, man. You're on the road all the we'll get, uh, time. We'll get Thanksgiving's around the corner. There you go. So you take the holidays off then? No, I don't necessarily take them off, but I'll sleep in my bed a little bit more often than I have been. Well, that's good. You got you, you got to build. You know, you got to build it. It's fun. It's great to interact and always for see sure. a friend and make some new friends. And it's uh, I get a lot of energy from that. So well, that's good. That's good. You know, there's a blessing that's going on right now. And I'd hate to see it wasted. There you go. Well, uh. I almost I called you Ken because I'm looking at Ken. Yeah. Mickey, thank you so much for taking time out. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. And let's go party. Thanks, Spooner. Spooner. All right. <laughs> see you, bud. Well, I really want to thank Mickey for taking some time out, you know, prior to the event starting and everything like that to sit down and chat. He was a good guy. He gave a lot of time. He came in early and got us set up and explained what we were going to do and the McAuliffe coin. And it was, it was a great, it was a great time with him. Yeah. You know, and I find it interesting hearing him talk about kind of the dynamic between all saints McAuliffe and how like they're, they're 
two separate but equal companies that are kind of you know each bringing something to the table that the other one needs and and kind of working yep. together and everything so hopefully uh it all works out for them i mean you know there are some really good examples of how it can work out like for you know everybody talks about the newman fuente relationship but right. let's be real there has also been some historical examples where over time the relationship doesn't isn't as beneficial after a while, you know, and they kind of go their own separate ways. So hopefully the, this one is more the former and not the latter. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Really good point. Uh, it seems to me the way they they communicate and things like that, because we got to hear them both on the same, the other podcast that you brought up mm -hmm, earlier mm -hmm. and the way they were talking, it sounds like the relationship right now is pretty strong. So, well, that's true. And, and I don't want to like dismiss it and say, Oh, it's the honeymoon period, but yeah. You know, let's be real. We are still early stages and everything, but I, I, I think it'll be good. What I'm curious about is, are we going to see any sort of like limited edition collaboration kind of thing between them? Like a, like an all saints McAuliffe kind of exclusive thing that, you know, I was thinking the same thing and I was hoping they would because of the way they're so, I think they're fairly different cigars yeah if you've smoked them both i think the mccallif is a little more full-bodied these are a little more mild the the way that the, the the taste present to me in my mouth they hit me in totally different areas for sure so i i would love to see a collaboration to where it brings the best of both of theirs together and have a really fantastic smoke i think that would be but an I, interesting I, thing to see yeah i can see that happening with them pairing together well, I know that obviously in terms of factories, they both have their own separate operations. You know, they're not, you know, doing things at the same place and right. whatever else. And that's, and again, that's, that's, I think that's how it should be because ultimately, like I said, there could be a day where they outgrow the relationship and they need to have their own separate uh, organization think, yeah. set up, you know, um, and I don't mean that in a negative term. I mean, you know, it happens at business where you, you get together, you do some things, and over time, eventually, you, you move well, on, you know? Yeah, things, at timing, as, as you said, it's all about timing. Timing, they both need a specific aspect right now to make each other grow. And after a little while, if they both grow together, then they can, they'll be separated again to where they were already at the same spot where they were. Precisely. They already have their own infrastructure, so... It, it should it should work out well. The key to that is just making sure that when when and if that happens, that it's a nice, happy, you know, uh, separation. friendly separation and not an yes. ugly one. Because I think in the industry we've seen some ugly ones and we've seen some happy ones. And very I true. I think it's just one of those things that we just need to make sure that. Well, they just need. I, I have nothing to do with it. I don't know why I'm saying we need to make sure. They need to make sure that uh, you know everybody parts as friends if that's the case. But. We're talking about the end. We're at the beginning of this relationship. Well, yeah, right? we're we're still in the honeymoon, as you yes, said. Yes, exactly. I think it's in. I think that's that's exciting, and you know, it's it's kind of nice that. Uh, and 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 let's be real. It it allows for lounges to, um, if they have one, they can try the other, and vice versa, and and uh, you know, expand out. Assuming that a lounge has space for expanding out, you know. Correct. I mean, yep. that's. I know that's definitely. A, in in your case, I know that's definitely an issue. Space is an issue. Yes. I yeah, I don't think many people realize before you you can talk about it. Coming from me, I everyone they just hear it from me. But having another set of eyes now, I think with Nick there showing that my space is very small, and you I have, have more space than good, 
then you kind of let on a little bit, but yeah. you know, and yeah. there are things that we just talked about with two of our, our members that, uh, about bringing in, we expanding on how we're with what the space we have consolidating and taking box of maybe not using boxes and using cubbies oh. and building in the shelves and stuff that just happened because they just came back from Vegas Yeah, and two of the bars there had to redo because they were had too many, too many lines too many skews and they redid it and just built in cubbies and put labels on the cubbies oh, okay. and said it worked out fantastic. And then now they have almost, they've over doubled their size of uh, the amount of cigars they have. Interesting. So instead of displaying the boxes on the shelves, they just have these, yep. you know, like you said, these cubbies that have the, yep. the labels and you just kind of go, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think a shop that has limited space you're going to have to get creative with it because... Um, think outside the box. It it, in this case, <laughs> literally thinking outside of the box. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that, that could work for you. I mean, you get like some... Essentially, well, okay. So let, let this, this kind of dovetails, uh, dovetails a little bit into our, what happened on Thursday when we sat and spoke with Michael Herklotz. He was talking about how they've designed a tray... Right. And this tray goes on the shelf instead of the various boxes. And within the tray, it, it allowed for, I think, what do you say, like seven different SKUs? Seven different SKUs, I believe. And it's like 22 inches long. And it holds t uh, 14, I think, sticks per uh, slot. Something like that. If yeah. I, I think that's what I, if I, that's what I caught, I thought. Uh, maybe. So that means I I'll have remember. a few extra. Yeah. I'll have a few extra out of each bundle. But I'll have some backup. And it'll take up a lot less room than his boxes. So Precisely. I, can... I mean, that that's seven skews now. I mean, let's be real. What's the width? What's the width of the average cigar box? I mean, on his, I would have to imagine if I am, I'm just going off the top of my head, it's going to be about between nine and 11 inches on the timeless, except the, the Panamera that I carry. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be about 12 and a half. I was going to, th I'm thinking about 12 on, a, on the average. Yeah. yeah and so, his are between, I'd say, 10 and 12. Okay, so let's just go with 10. You know, yeah. if it's 22 inches wide, this two this boxes. tray, that's two yeah. boxes. So that means you're only getting two skews on the shelf. With this tray, you're getting seven, and it's taking up the same footprint. That's brilliant. Outside the box. Precisely. I like wow. it. I like it. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Wednesday night, obviously, you know, Mickey was there. And, uh, you know, entertained everybody. And, yep. um, you know, then I left, uh, my lady friend and I, we went off and grabbed some dinner and, and kind of went back to the hotel room and, and, you know, crashed for the evening. Cause you know, I mean, it was a long day with our trip to St. Augustine and everything else. You I mean, guys, we hit it hard. You guys packed in a lot of stuff. So <laughs> we sure did. And did. so, uh, then Thursday I got up and, um, uh, well we got up. And got moving, and um, by the time it was all said and done, we ended up going up to a place called the Atlantic Grill and having lunch right. um, seaside. And um, I, this was a purely a Google thing, man. I went on Google. I did restaurants near me. I was looking at pictures, and I was like, ooh, this place looks nice. Let's go there. I lived here three years, and I still haven't been there. I and I literally just did an event there tonight. I did that taste of fun coach oh, right outside the windows. Yeah. Did you eat? I did not. I didn't get a oh. chance. We were running behind because I was waiting for a delivery. Oh, 
So Boy, I was running I, behind. I, I could not. I wasn't going to throw him under the bus, but that seems to be the story of this week for you, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't bring it up. Don't go any further. On I won't though. go any further on that. But don't I'm go just, any further. I'm going to let it go. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so so yeah, so you didn't get to eat there. That sucks. No, but I ate a lot of good food from a lot of different restaurants that were at the Taste of Fun Coast. Okay. We were there. We had a table set up for beer and wine, and I had another table set up for cigars and paraphernalia, mm. um, swag and things. So it went extremely well, very well uh, I was going to ask how it went. Okay, good. We had about uh, just about, about se- between 700 and 1,000 people showed up to this event yeah. at the club, and it was fantastic from four to seven. And we had a blast. Good. Through a lot of lot of drinkers. Oh, those people can drink. <laughs> well, that's good. Wow. Well, yeah. now now explain explain the 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 facility that I was at because when I went to this, I just thought it was a restaurant. Then I pull up. There's golf carts. I mean, this is like a golf course. There's there's yeah. li- tall tall buildings. I mean, that look like hotels, but I assume they're condos, yeah. maybe. Or no, those a- actually where you were were actually the hotel. Okay, the so it was a the so, yeah. This was a full on resort. Yeah. This was a full on resort. Um, the hammocks are on the on ocean on the what we call on the island on the ocean. Okay, um, just over the bridge from where I am. Uh, they are a housing community. A golf resort, a hotel resort, townhomes, and a golf club. So the golf courses, they have three different, I want to get this right. There's two full golf courses, Okay. one for the members, and one is for the resort. Okay. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. So, but it's a very high-end exclusive. The only way you can get on the courses if you're not a member is to be a, a guest in the hotel that gives you preferential uh Tea times, prices are still high on the course. It's between one forty-five and four hundred to play. Wow! So it's very exclusive, right on the ocean. It's a tremendous view, but everything is so well kept up there. It's just a great destination in itself. Well, I won't lie, lunch was not exactly the cheapest lunch on the planet. Um, Most hotel restaurants are not. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, but the steak frites that I had for lunch was uh, delightful. And then, oh, uh, good. you know, my lady friend, she enjoyed her her beet and goat cheese salad. So, Ooh, that oh, yeah, sounds like something my wife would love. It, That's her favorite she loved salad. it. She said, though, the only complaint that she had about it was that because it's kind of a little bit of a pinkies out kind of a kind of place. Not big enough. The, the portion wasn't big enough. Precisely. It's like you're giving me a salad here and it's like. Yeah, this this was good, but it's like it could have been two or three times the size and would have been much better. Um, Understood. Now I did try their bread pudding for dessert, and that was that was good. That was a chocolate chip bread pudding, and that was that was good. Someone just brought that to the to the shop yesterday from there. Really, so I got to try it. Yeah, yeah, and you met Tom and Suzanne, our friends. Yes, from the their, shop. Yes, their son came in. Yeah, David. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they. She bakes for me all the time. It is so funny because she goes, Ken, what do you like today? And I I tell her, I just want some, a cookie. So she makes me specialty cookies. Like she just brought in last night for my members party. Uh, Monday nights, I, I'm closed and I brought in, I had member night. So all my members are coming, come in. We sit down and we just BS and have fun or talk, play games, whatever they want to do. And I'm fully accessible. I'm not working. I'm not doing anything. I'm just there to hang out with everybody. And, um, they brought in 
pumpkin spice bread and these cookies and we all just sat there and had a blast for four and a half five hours well that's an important member to maintain if she's baking for you all the time very yeah very that that's a vital member right there yeah they have become they've been they're my newest members and they've been become one of our very close members and friends at this point so it's been very nice they do a lot of work for us because they have an etching business so they do custom um swag for me for people so it's been very nice so they've been very very helpful right they had the box that they were doing yes uh, yeah yeah Yeah, the tip box that they made for mckenzie my daughter yeah and uh she loves it and we use that on our sunday event they did the tip box that's up at the cash register for whoever's working um they've made specialty items like my lighter I have lighters that look like this with my logo on it. Yeah. On the back side, they're etching for my wife. She's a huge Georgia and Green Bay fan. So I put the Georgia and Green Bay G, which happen to be almost identical. Yeah, they are not identical. identical. Don't say they are identical. They can't. They are not identical. They're super close. They're, if they're not super close. Super they are not. close. So being from Georgia and talking, getting to meet the coaches and everything and telling them that they were like, no, they are not identical. They could not be. So well, they I are not colors identical. Colors aren't what it like size proportion or something. It's, like that? it's the length of the, the comeback in the G. Oh, so those are a little different. So, <laughs> you know, that's funny. I, you know, that it, I like how it's practically the same, except for just that one little, little thing yes <laughs> it's funny it's almost like it's it's very funny but we got in trouble because we made one for both of hers on one and actually the coach for georgia came into the bar we hung out out in, in georgia yeah and he looked at me and he goes you can't do that those aren't the same the g's are different and my wife sat there proceeded to have a conversation with him and found out exactly why wow interesting so it was very interesting yeah that is interesting i do know the high school uh that i cover for my newspaper o'fallon they have an O as their logo, and it's very, very, very similar to the Oregon O. Actually, it's <laughs> super close. It's a little the O'Fallon the O'Fallon one's a little squattier. Like it's like oh, if, okay. if they pushed it in from the sides a little bit. Um, but actually, what's funny is that was not the initial one. The initial one was pretty much exactly the Oregon O. And Oregon reached out and said, "Hey." You need to change that, and so they kind of <laughs> they kind of squatted it in just a little bit, pressed it a little bit, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we had lunch at the Atlantic Grill. It was amazing, and uh, we had to get back to your shop though because we had another guest pop another. in, and this was uh, Michael Herklotz. He did. He showed up. I was like, okay, Nick said he's going to be here at 2.30, and now Michael showed up at a little after 2, and I'm wondering, okay, where's Nick? Because <laughs> I had <laughs> never met him before. Formally, I had at PCA, I got to say hello, and that was it. He literally said hello and walked away because mm-hmm. he was leaving for the evening. And so it was kind of a – he walked in with the, my rep from Davidoff, who presents his product for us, and um, if it wasn't for Carlos, I would – been totally lost because wow. he had to play some sort of buffer just so I can get to introduce myself because I really didn't know him. Yeah. But he is a true, true gentleman. He really wow. is. I mean, and, and the guy between his work at Nat Sherman and the Davidoff Lounge in uh, uh, New York and everything, I mean, like he's got so much retail experience to go along with this manufacturing experience that 
I mean, he's able to talk to you not just about the cigars themselves, but then also, um, you know, all the aspects of your business. He is such a full picture guy. He understands, as you just said, from the, he now understands manufacturing. He understands growing. He understands the business aspect. He understands what's the correct word. Um, it's not the big picture, but he understands the full spectrum yeah, of yeah. the whole thing and how they interrelate and how you get better at doing what you need to do as a shop. He was asking all kinds of questions about not just your shop, but also the, the uh, area that the your area. shop is located yeah. in. He actually kind of was impressed with the whole intrigued, I guess was more the word um, with the village that we're in and everything. So it was, it was quite interesting. And then the best part was even, I think we touched on it on the last episode, the one gentleman that came up, yes, Jimmy, out of nowhere and was totally unexpected and literally asked me, hey, talk to me. Hey, Ken, how are you? I was like, Jimmy, how are you? He's with his dog walking through the village. Yep. And he goes, so have you got any more of those Nat Shermans in yet? I go, you need to ask him. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> He's sitting the, right there's here. There's the guy right there. <laughs> here's the guy. <laughs> and what's so funny is that Jimmy used to smoke at the Nat Sherman Lounge. In New York. In New York. And they both. And retired and he and michael knew a bunch of similar people yeah a lot of the old retired uh police officers that would go there that they both do which is very interesting they, they as we said they had a great conversation they did talk for almost talk for almost an hour the two of them yeah and we kind of just sat there and listened because it was intriguing to us that they knew so many of the same people and it was one of those things where you know for my listeners you know i had intended to uh sit down and get an interview with with michael at that time but there was no way I was going to interrupt this for for a few different reasons, not the least of which um, is uh, Jimmy had just recently moved to this area. And, Ten days ago. Yeah, exactly. And this was like his second time popping by your place. I mean, talk about a way to like cement a regular to have yeah. to have just a random meetup with this guy whose cigars he really likes that has all these common uh, stories and whatnot that he can share with him. I mean, there was no, from, from a, from my perspective, I was like, I'm going to be doing a disservice both to Michael, Jimmy and Ken. If I jump in and say, Hey, I want what I want, you know? So, right. um, so Michael was uh, gracious enough to um, schedule a zoom interview with me that I'll be doing. Yes. Um, so yeah, it it we'll get to that. <laughs> it it it's still it's still forthcoming. Um so, okay. so yeah, so hopefully that that all uh uh shakes out and we get that taken care of and and hopefully next week I'll be able to uh bring you guys a, a sit down interview with Michael Herklotz. But uh anyway, they were just and that's the thing. This was a random it was pop, so organic. Kind of a random pop by for them. Yeah. And it was so organic that it, it was just great to watch it blossom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and I think the the four other guys that we were sitting with in the outside on the patio were all great to see that happen too. Because as you, as I said, it's it was so organic. It was there was nothing that could have changed it really. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was it was that was a really fun day. Um, chilling yeah. out there and. So then, uh, you know, obviously Michael and uh, Carlos, correct? Carlos, correct. Yes. Uh, they went on. They had another event that evening to yeah, go. Yeah, up in St. Augustine. Yeah. So they went on to that. And uh, that's when uh, you uh, graciously, <laughs> graciously took my lady friend and I out to dinner. 
we went out to a nice restaurant in on the uh, in Flagler Beach and had a great meal on the ocean right. overlooking the beautiful beautiful night that we had. I don't know if I have been that stuffed full of fish and chips in like ever. I mean, I it was, could possibly have been the biggest portion of fish and chips I've ever seen. That was huge. That was and excellent. It was excellent. Oh no, no, no. It was fantastic. But my god, the amount of food that you got at that place was unreal. Um, significant difference from the Atlantic Grill. I'll say that much. No, it um, wasn't the Atlantic Grill. But you remember the two two days before you went to dinner at another restaurant. I did, and thing. and I got the same thing, and it was a significant difference in portion as well. So yeah, I Correct. mean, it's it's you 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 picked the right one. Let's put it that way. Now I will say the waiter there really has <laughs> to learn the difference between creamy coleslaw and vinegar based coleslaw because. He, uh, I, I asked, he, Nick did ask the question and I was like, hold on. When he said it was a vinegar base, I was like, I'm not thinking that it is. Cause I've eaten there probably like I've been here three years. I've probably eaten there 60 times now. Yeah. 70 times. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we bring everyone in there because it's one of the staples in our local area. That's just fantastic. Well, and it's, it's chill. It's a nice vibe. You get that cool, you know, um, ocean breeze off of the, off of the ocean there. And yeah, I mean, but anyhow, that works. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And then, <laughs> and then the food is just amazing. So, I mean, it, I don't, I know why you're bringing people there, but I even um, shared the story because I almost got, I had my wedding there at that restaurant. Yes. I rented out the whole bottom area with the tiki bar and everything. And it just, my anniversary was yesterday. I was just about well, to say happy, happy anniversary. Yeah. My anniversary was yesterday, which is, was the 23rd. And it was right in the middle of Biketoberfest. Yep. And we could not guarantee that there wouldn't have been 200 motorcycles running around without with making so much noise that we couldn't have done our ceremony. For sure. So we had to uh, step back and find a different venue. Well, and let's talk about Biketoberfest for a moment, because I feel (laughs) like that was something that was kind of like uh, looming in the background the whole time I was down there. I mean, everywhere you went, there were just like packs of motorcycles like i mean and and we're not talking small groups of motorcycles here i mean like no. these were large groups of motorcycles everywhere you went you had groups of motorcycles yeah it's uh an event that happens every october and i believe it's the 18th through the 21st 18th the 18th or 17th all the way through some uh, the 22nd or 23rd plus to get rentals here you have to book the week before and the weekend after. Wow. So it's a, it's, I think a, a either a 10 or 14 day rental you have to get here. And, um, bikers are in for a long time and I'm going to, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. Okay. You on your way to the airport stopped at a tavern. We did in Daytona on a recommendation from me for that. I had just gotten from several of my regulars. That you've been to someplace now that two places now that I've never been. Okay. So I am on my way down there on, I think I'm going Thursday afternoon, right as I leave work. Yeah. And actually, now that I just think about it, I'm not working Thursday because my doctor just changed my appointment and I'm going to lunch there because I'm going to be in Daytona. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I am looking for that burger you sent me looked fantastic. Oh, dude, it was, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so we had dinner. And, uh, you know, hung out at the house and then we went back to your place. Yep. Came back to the house and hung out and had some friends over from the the shop, sat around the fire pit and enjoyed an evening with great drinks and cigars and 
just music and fun and just be perfect until, night. like i mean it was after midnight i know that we left yep yeah it sure was yep <laughs> it was it was late it was definitely late uh um, we had a good time and it was definitely worth the worth the time that oh, we spent and had fun it was fantastic and your backyard setup i mean like you've got it made man you got the big fire pit you got all the chairs around and everything then you go down just this little incline that takes you to your dock so and you've got a couple chairs down there if you want to sit by the yeah by the canal there and everything or in, is yeah it, the intercoastal intercoastal they're called channels yeah, okay called Chan- channels. i didn't i was like is it yep. a canal is it inlet yeah. i don't know what it channels is, so, is okay. good the intercoastal whatever you want to use finger what ha- they're all acceptable for and we kept here. hearing things splashing around in the water yep. down there yeah there we actually have quite a few dolphin manatee ever come around every now and then sea turtles stingrays um a lot of fish we catch a lot of fish in the canal so interesting yeah and I, i'm on a unique situation uh, we're not on a straight finger like most people are yeah there's three cul-de-sacs what we call our area is a little cul-de-sac because it's a big round area at the end of a finger yeah and there's only three of those in our our whole town of palm coast okay so it's totally different from what most people will see or have in their backyard and um it, it makes it very unique and plus that monster of a tree right in the back my center of my backyard oh my gosh yes you have a monstrous tree beautiful oak it's called a live oak i've never seen it before other than here in florida yeah but what an amazing that's what sold me on the house i told you that story yeah. when I, we were my wife was down here with looking for a rental property and we literally had four houses to look at because my she brought her mother down for her birthday we were looking at rental properties her mom fell into love with the house we were looking at for rental she bought that house put her house up on the market and sold it before she even got home two days later which made we had to buy a house because my wife is an only child and had to be close to her mom. I so we it. moved down. She found a house. She walked into this house, put me on a Zoom call on her phone, and I saw the tree in the background and from the front door. I was like, keep walking straight. She goes, hold on. What about that? I go, keep walking straight. Go to that tree. I want to see it. And that's what sold me on the house. I never even saw the house other than the living room she walked through. Wow. And we bought the house. Well, I mean, it worked out. You have a nice home. You have a very nice. Thank home. you very much. I appreciate that. And so, so Thursday night, yeah, we hung out, we partied, and uh, had a great time. And then that leads into Friday. But before we lead into Friday, why <laughs> don't we go ahead and do this? It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villager. Villager Cigars, Villager. One of the cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world. Founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. So, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? I've been... My wife and I have very few interests that are similar, so I have actually been calming myself down and we've been sitting down when I have time and we're watching like the first show is SWAT. Okay. Uh, the national syndicated show and yeah, we're yeah. watching it and very good. We have two episodes left to catch up on and we'll be finished with the series. So it, that's, that's been one we've been really enjoying. There you go. Um, so, now in terms of what I watched while I was down in Palm coast, um, there, uh, obviously when you're in the hotel, 
you have limited TV channels available <laughs> to you. And, uh, you know, what I find when I travel is that for some reason, I don't know why they do this. Apparently, MTV just runs marathons of ridiculousness, like on the regular, like every day, practically. You can turn it on and you can watch people, videos of people falling down and hurting themselves and whatever else, you know. So I watched quite a bit of ridiculousness just because it was on and it was something kind of mindless to watch. But I found myself one evening flipping around. I didn't want to watch that. And I settled on the Golden Girls. I remember you saying that. And I'll tell you, it caught me off guard, too, um, because I lost my mind at one point laughing. It was this episode where the Golden Girls were going on this game show and the four of them were supposed to be a team. It's kind of a family feudish kind of deal, but it, it wasn't um that specifically and um blanche and uh b arthur i don't remember her character's name dorothy right or is dorothy the old lady dorothy i think maybe the mom okay i don't know anyway i don't remember blanche and b arthur they decide they want to cut betty white and estelle getty out of the picture because they think that they're they're stupid and they've got these other two guys that are ringers and whatever else and so uh, they cut them out of the picture. Well, <laughs> when they tell them this, they're kind of explaining to them like, oh, it's going to be better because we'll get this prize and, you know, you guys will still still benefit from it and blah, blah, blah. And Estelle Getty looks at B. Arthur and just says, get bent. And I lost my mind <laughs> at Estelle Getty telling B. Arthur to get bent. And I don't know why. I mean, as I sit here now, I mean, I'm smiling, but I'm not laughing my ass off at it. I laughed my ass off at it that night. And uh, it was it was really funny. I I could see that because you, you I remember the first thing that you talked about that next morning when we sat down. That was what you brought up. And I was like, OK, <laughs> Estelle Getty, just like, get bent. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh god but so, yeah but that's that show your ridiculousness i guess i've never seen it i don't watch mtv anymore but i have in this the station that i play in the shop most yeah. of the time is chive tv mm. which i'm gathering is similar to that it's similar to parts that of it. parts of it parts it's of it similar to that except they have a host and two other people that kind of comment on some of the videos oh, and that sort of thing gotcha to be honest you could take them completely out of it. You could just run a half an hour of the videos. I would be a much happier person because that's a, why I watch Chive. There's a gal on there called uh, uh, her name is Chanel West Coast, and um, I can't stand her. I just cannot stand her. She's got the most annoying laugh I've ever heard in my life. She very rarely offers any sort of insight into the situation, and I just I I she's there. I know why she's there. But I'm not interested in in that, <laughs> and so like, truthfully, they could just run the videos. It's this. It's similar to I don't know if you've ever watched like Tosh Point oh, or Oh, I love um, Tosh. Yeah, it's it's very similar to Tosh. But I watched it probably ten years ago. Okay, I haven't seen it since uh, my kids moved out to go to college. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time either. But it's the same concept. It's it's you have the host. He introduces some funny videos for a little bit. Coming yeah. back, does a little bit more video same concept yep. only it's three okay. people instead of just one and gotcha. um yeah i i you know but it's it's good for a while but after a while it's just like oh my god how much of this can i actually watch and um so i went like i said i wanted to flip around and um what we found is i guess our hotel must use dish 
which meant that they were in conflict with both ABC and NBC. NBC. So we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't watch either one of those two channels. All we had was so like in terms of watching the news in the morning, all we had was CBS. You know, could couldn't catch the Today Show in the morning. Couldn't couldn't watch. Yeah, you know, all you had was CBS. And uh, then from there, um, it's eight billion sports channels, eight billion news channels, and like this many like entertainment channels. You know, <laughs> so it's like, okay, what's on the Food Network? What's on HGTV? What's on MTV? And what's on Comedy Central? You know, and right? Uh, did we get Comedy? No, Golden Girls was on the Hallmark Channel. That's right, because they were promoting Christmas movies in the commercial breaks. I, I'm so, surprised you didn't get Three's Company or something. I would have liked to have watched Three's Company over. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I was in the old sitcom mode at that point. I would have watched that. Yes, but. you were. Anyway, so so yeah, that's 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 about it in terms of what I was entertained by over the course of my, uh, you know, in terms of outside, you know, media during my trip. I really tried to just focus in on the trip. So. Um, Seems like you had a good time. So I'm glad you were able to get some downtime and relax oh. and just have fun. <laughs> go sightseeing I need you more. got to see some pretty cool things we did and uh you know i mean we definitely could have taken more time to do that um so it's one of the we got we got a little bit of taste of all kinds of stuff so now it's like okay now we go back and we can do this and we can do that and it, it's nice it's it's a very nice area um and uh so then anyway so then partied at your place thursday night and then friday we got up and uh you know uh I I came up to the shop. Um, yes, and, you did. And uh, met you. He was moving slow, my diagnosis. I was moving a little slowly. I was moving he a little was moving slowly. slowly. But uh, that's when we recorded uh, the prior episode, uh, the one that came out on Tuesday, the first part. And, um, well, that's when you and I had a whole lot of technical issues with the equipment technical. going on there. Um, you know, I don't know if that was, you know, issue. We got a visitor. Know, Oh yeah! Oh, it's your puppy, Reagan. My this is my my baby girl. There you go. My kids are all moved out, and this is what we have now. So, she's my precious kid. She's an American Eskimo Spitz. I remember commenting that she looked like a a larger white Pomeranian. Yes. Yes. So she's our ostrich. Look at Grace. Look. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Say hi. Hi. It's a TV. I don't care about that. So (laughs) I don't know what that is. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So we got the episode recorded. And like I said, just kind of with the technical issues and everything else, time just kind (laughs) of got. She loves smoke. Uh, You know what's fascinating? You remember that? that? I do. And I remember talking about that to one of your friends there. I don't remember which one. Was it Ricky? Might have been. I don't know. But we were talking about how animals, um, they will, they, I, I've talked with other listeners and various things like that. Animals love cigar smoke. Like there are, there's at least one guy I know that listens. And when he goes to his humidor to pick out a cigar, yeah. the dog knows it's time to go sit outside and, and hang out. And so the dog will run to the door while he's picking out his cigar and then they'll go out to the patio or whatever, and the dog will just sit there and just smell the smoke. Yep. And she's very, very similar to that. She comes and goes through the doggy door, but yeah. if I'm in my humidor and I pick out a cigar and she knows I'm coming outside or to the dock, mm-hmm. she has to be right with me. Mm-hmm. She loves it. It must just be lay an, on my lap. It must be an aromatic thing that they enjoy or something. I don't know. How's your cigar burning? 
Fantastic. Going great. I mean, it's it's going great. I've got a little one little spot that just kind of just needs to be caught up. Um, I just tried to do a retro. I'm not sure if you caught that while you were talking. I did I not. Was, you didn't uh, hack up a lung though, so that's good. I didn't. I'm getting trying. I'm trying. It, it's getting it, better. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. I'm about. I'd say half. Maybe slightly. Yep. Maybe a little bit past halfway on it. I guess I could do a retro hail. It is definitely definitely a different flavor from the beginning to now. It's way smoother. It's doesn't have the strong the I get the strong not the right word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the retro hail's got a kick though. Kick. Yeah, it does. Even on the Habano, it has a kick compared to what you're using. I bet. Um no, I I've smoked a number of these. This is this is actually what's funny is I'm pretty sure I'll have to check it when I go inside. This cigar might be from the box that I've been slow smoking, and it's one of the original All Saints boxes where it has oh. the typo. Oh, really? It, so it, it it says gigars instead of cigars because of whatever font they used, and so I think I have. Uh, a gigars box that sounds like what happened with my logo from the very beginning because i our company our store name is ash and ale yeah but i had the cigar i'm trying to see what if you see my shirt my cigar was flipped the other way and the the hot spot was right here Mm. and i had smoke coming up in the form of an s almost oh. and it looked like sash and ale <laughs> so i had a few people who kept saying that and it was driving me nuts so i literally redid my whole logo just to change that <laughs> i mean i can understand three that. months into yeah three months after i opened i changed my whole logo <laughs> i mean I, yeah you don't want to be known as sash and ale correct i mean everyone's like what's sash and ale? i was like oh stop it stop it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh um, but yeah, so no, so we recorded on Friday, and uh, then I you got uh, to meet several me- uh, listeners t- at your show. You met Frank, Ricky, yep. You met Lisa, yeah. Um, so you got to meet then several. There was uh, uh, who came in at the, on Friday? It was uh, oh the the Top Gun gentleman. I'm trying to I'm blanking on Randy. Randy, Randy he popped in, and yep. uh, he you know. Uh, we talked for a little bit. And then was that James Bond that was sitting there? You did. The original. He was born two years before it all started. That's funny. So and I assume great. I assume that was him because you guys had mentioned that you have a guy named James Bond that, that goes there. And uh, I assume you, you kept calling him James. Yeah. I never caught the last name. But when his phone rang, it was that infamous theme song. And it's, I was like, okay, I'm guessing. So he's this one of my James members. Bond. He's one of my founding members. Yeah. He's in box 007. Oh, As for Christmas, two of my other members went out and bought him a ring that had 007 on it. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great, great, great guy. I've learned so much from him. I mean, and his experience, world experience, is what he's done. He was a he worked in submarines way back when, and he's a he worked for the Merchant Marines. He's a he was a pilot who brought in ships from in Tampa and all over the world. He was one of the original people to get the rocket boosters off the space shuttles wow. and things like that. So he has an amazing story. Interesting. Well, he was very nice, you know, in the brief conversation that we had. And, uh, you know, we just kind of hung out. And then uh, from there, I did a little little brief shopping before we left. And uh, 
Then we you uh, did. You picked up some nice smokes. I did, and I burned through some of them already. Did you already? Uh, I, I, yeah, I did. You know. Um, and then uh, from there, we uh, uh, hit the road, and that's when we drove down the A one A. Kind of took the scenic route back to the airport. Uh, took our sweet time. Drove down the A one A, and you had recommended a place in Daytona Beach for uh, for lunch. And um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Daytona ta- uh, Pub and Tavern. That's it. That's it. Daytona Tavern. And uh, so we, we stopped there. And um, now this place had been on Man Right versus- in the heart of Bike Week, too. Man- and, but it wasn't busy. That was the brilliant part. Is the time that we got on there, that- there was one table of about eight bikers that were sitting there having their lunch. But that was it. So we were able to walk in, sit right down, and, uh, you know, get, get served right away. And... Um, it's, yeah, it's, you sent me that picture and I was really jealous. Oh, dude, it was so good. So we, uh, I got a, their burgers are, they, they call them smash burgers, but they're not like, right. they're not like thin, like, like a steak and shake patty. They're a little, okay. little thicker, little thicker. Um, and, uh, I ended up getting the triple because I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of, kind of thin. Um, realistically, I think a double would have been just fine, but, uh, so- let me preface why I, I, I suggested this, because yeah. I think most of you listeners out there know that Nick has been on a sh- TV show or <laughs> back in the past, uh, Man versus Food. Man versus Food. And I did not the, compete, the, for the record. I did not. You did not? I did not compete. I was one of the people that they interviewed about the place, and then later, during the competition, <laughs> I was one of the guys that came on and was like, I don't know if he can do it. This is really hard. <laughs> you know, that, They tell you kind of what to so, say, but anyway- but, this place was, has, was on Man versus Food because they have a burger that is three grilled cheeses, six patties, a pound and a half of bacon, and some. Uh, you read the menu. Yeah, I have not. I was it just was, told. It was insane. It was just insane. And probably a pound of French fries. They have an entire whatever. section on their on their menu yeah. of of yeah. kind of insane burgers. And oh, really? they have at least two of them that are labeled man versus food. They've been on a couple of shows. It wasn't just sure. man versus food. There was like maybe two other shows that they listed on their menu that they'd been on. And uh, wow. Yeah. Were they on drivers, dine-ins and dives. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember I what Guy the other Fieri's ones were. been in this area quite a few times. It's so. possible. But um, I'll tell you, it, it they have, uh, they have really good burgers. I really did enjoy the burger and um, the fries there, dude. I mean, my lady friend and I, we both agreed best fries whole trip. Really? It's one of those things you get fries places and you really got to stand out in order to be a good fry. You know, it's right. like most of the time it's like, eh, how's the fries? Eh, they're fries. You know, they're, they're, they're fine. These were the best fries of the whole trip. Wow. We ended okay, up, now you just sold me. We ended up getting the truffle fries. So I had a little Ooh. truffle oil and some uh some cheese Bar- grated on the par- on on top. Super good. I would recommend that. But they had all kinds of different fry options. Like if you wanted to get like the the loaded ones with like chili and all that on it, you could do that. I mean, but just the basic fries just in and of themselves, super good. Awesome. I can't yeah. wait to try this place. So we had a nice lunch there. And um, then we kind of just made our way slowly back to the airport. And in the course of that, I made a handful of 
of uh wrong turn not wrong turn like i missed (laughs) i missed one exit because of traffic then i made a wrong turn somewhere else and we ended up going essentially through i think the heart of orlando like downtown in order to oh nice so yeah i got a nice scenic view of the the city you saw the stadium and everything uh yeah where the magic play right we i know we passed that yeah so no, we we went through Orlando there, and um, <laughs> and it timed out. You know that uh, it was re- coming up on five. So I mean, it was definitely um, it was it was trafficy. So we uh, we did that, and I will say, my rental car. Let's talk about my rental car for a moment. You kind of uh, look pretty big at it. Well, you know, I uh, <laughs> I did a survey today, thrifty. I rented through Thrifty, which I guess is a subsidiary of Hertz. And um, they sent me a survey today. And I was I was honest. I was honest. And I said that uh, I wasn't happy with the check-in pr- uh, process because they had this large counter and they had like two people working. So, you know, it's 45-minute wait in line. I did, wow. the, I did, the, on- I did the online check-in on my phone so that theoretically I could just walk up to the counter, get key, you know, get whatever I needed and go. Well, I did that, but then when I went up to the counter, the guy made me do everything again, practically, even though he found me in the thing. So I don't know why I did the online thing, but be that as it may, I got my car and as we're pulling out of the garage, oh, it was a Chevy Trax, which for anybody who knows about cars, I had rented what I thought was a Nissan Rogue which is one step down from my Pathfinder. I mean, I didn't need a big SUV. I didn't even need an SUV theoretically either. But, you know, I like to climb up into a car and fall out of a car. I don't like to fall into a car and climb out of a car, if that makes sense. It does. Because it hurts your knees after time, you know? We're not small people. No. So, so okay. So, yes, that leads me to my issue with the tracks fat guy in a little car i'm like this driving this thing right you should have seen him driving i wish i would have taken a picture it when was, he was following me back to my house it was a little tight it was a little and then the other <laughs> thing was my seat was like raised i mean i was like looming over my lady friend the back seat my god if somebody was sitting in the back seat i mean i would have felt like a judge sitting at the bench you know like looming down over the court um, but, uh, I had to duck down to look out the top of the windshield to see the stoplight. If I was the first one at the stoplight and I tried to find the lever to lower my seat. I don't think there was one. I think it's just designed higher. I, I don't know why, but anyway, the main complaint that I had about the vehicle though, was I was maybe not even a mile or two away from the airport after checking out uh, the car and, and leaving and the tire pressure light for the rear passenger tire came on. And so I was watching that the whole trip. And thankfully, it lists what the pressure is and it stayed even the whole time. So I knew it was probably like either just underfilled or maybe like a temperature variance or something like that yeah. that was causing it. I was making sure it wasn't leaking and it wasn't. So that's fine. I, di- I didn't mess with it. But it's like, why are you giving me a car that's got like a bad a bad tire to start with, you know? Anyway, I return the vehicle (laughs) and you pull in and they tell you where to park. And they're like, did you put gas in it? And I'm like, yeah, which that was the one benefit. That was the one benefit to this vehicle. I will say by the time I put gas in it, I was three quarters of a tank down 
I didn't fill up at all throughout the entire trip, so it got great gas mileage. And when I did fill up that three quarters of a tank, it only cost me like $28 and some change, which is insane to me, um, wow. given what it costs to fill up my car. Now, granted, your gas prices are cheaper down there, but not by a ton. Okay. Yeah, I filled up at three nineteen a gallon, and um, around here, if I really bust my ass and search for it and possibly jump the river over to Missouri, I can probably find three forty nine. Wow. Um, now the Moto Mart that's right by my house that's at three seventy nine right now. So, you know, wow, you are cheaper than We're- us. So. Yeah, we actually are down now because where you filled up in Orlando was a lot cheaper than here. Mm-hmm. It's usually about twenty cents cheaper. I'm down at three twenty nine right now, so I'm gathering Orlando's probably at three three oh three or two ninety five at this point. Oh wow! Well, yeah, we've been on a since you left. We've been on a steady downgrade, uh, downturn on the pricing of gas. I wish that would move up here, but uh, so. anyway, um, so I filled up the car. I dropped it off. Guy asked if I needed to put in a gas. I'm like, no, I filled up the gas. And then he just disappeared. Now, I don't rent cars on the regular, so I don't necessarily know the the uh, the, the protocol, etiquette, exactly. So I'm like, what do I do? And so I just left the keys on the dash, and we just went inside, and that was that. Yeah. And uh, checked into our plane, got to the uh, gate, and got on the plane to come home. That was were that. you guys able to sit next to each other or would you guys have to? We separate? were. No, we were. And so here's the. All right. Now we're going to rag on Southwest Airlines for a minute. So Southwest. <laughs> hang on. I'm letting my cigar go out. Wow. That's why I touched it up a just a second ago is because I was talking so much. It's going out. But now it's going out again. Yeah. Let's rag about Southwest for a minute. So my lady friend and I, we flew Southwest. Now, anybody who flies Southwest knows there's no assigned seating, and you have to check in 24 hours in advance in order to get your boarding um, group and boarding number. Okay, so there's A group, B group, C group, and then 1 through 60 in these various groups. So I checked in late on Thursday night. Thursday night, sitting out around the campfire. I should have checked in right at 7.15. I did not. It was more like nine and thirty. It wasn't quite that late, but it wasn't quite. It was in the nines. I think it was like nine thirty. I was about two hours late, and when I checked in, I got C twenty four. So I'm like, "Fuck, I'm practically at the end." And so my lady friend, she's like, "I haven't checked in. I'm gonna wait until the last possible minute. I want to be the last one. I want to have the last one." And I'm like, why? She goes, at this point, I'm going to be in the back anyway. What's it matter? You get on, you find seats, whatever. It'll be fine. So as we're checking the car back in, she checks into her flight. She gets B12. <laughs> and I'm like, how in the hell did you get B12 when you're less than two hours from takeoff? And I checked in 22 hours from takeoff and I got C24. We have no explanation for it, nothing at all, but she got B12, so she got on the plane, she was able to secure the seats for us, and what's nice is it was a full flight, however, it must have been a full flight minus like maybe one or two people, because she sat on the aisle, I sat next to the window, we had the empty seat in the middle, but uh, maybe my snacks might have ended up on that chair in the middle or something. And so everybody going by, they take one look and they're like, you know, here's Nick with the armrest up, 
so that I, you know, can kind of like relax into that middle sleep just ever so slightly and uh, have my snacks there. And I, nobody sat there. So we ended up with that middle seat open for the flight back and That's it worked awesome. out really, really well. Cause Good for you guys. I don't want to have that. Not as well as your first flight coming here. Though. Mm, no, that one was not a full flight. And that one we were able to spread out like amongst the plane and it worked out really, really well. So that one, that, that doesn't one, happen very often anymore. No, I mean, I'm trying to think that was probably, oh man, I could probably, I know I could count on one hand, the amount of f- like not full flights that I've been on in probably the last 10 years. I mean, they're always full every single time you get on. It's like, it's a full flight. So everybody needs to huddle up. And I'm just like, I hate that so much. I hate it so much, but I, and I always want the aisle. She wanted the aisle, so I was stuck with the window, which kind of sucks for me because, again, it's like, you know, you kind of like huddled in the corner. The only but, good thing about the window seat is that if you want to take a nap on the plane, you actually have your head. You can lean over and just rest your head. So that yeah. makes it much easier. Well, I forgot my airplane pillow. I've got one of those neck pillow things that keep your head from bobbing around all over the place. Of course you do. And, uh, I bought it in a, I actually bought it in an airport one time. I paid way too damn much for this thing, but it has been very helpful, uh, when I do fly and use it, but I forgot it this time. And so I didn't have it and, uh, it, it, it would have been helpful, but it's okay. I dealt with it, but I, I slept pretty much the majority of the flight back. Um, and, uh, and I mean, I slept the entirety of the flight out. So I'm just one of those guys on the plane. I'll just sleep. It's just really, oh, I fall asleep. See, I fall asleep before while we're loading. Yeah. While people are still getting on, I always get to the aisle. Mm. As soon as the person, the two seats next to me, are, I'm, I pass out. Yeah. As soon as we take off, I'm awake. And right before I get to let, start on our, depro- our, our descent, I'll fall asleep again. Well, that's like the like worst parts to fall asleep. Well, that's why I fall asleep. Oh, I've okay. traveled so much and I've been on a plane. Most there was three years in 2003, four, five, no, 2001, two, and three that I was on a plane every day, basically for almost those three years. Gross. So I, I traveled a lot for I business hate, and everything. I hate flying. I, I would much rather drive. Um, I, I hate flying. I recognize that it's the quickest way to get somewhere. And that's why I do it, but they have made the process so uncomfortable and unfriendly to the consumer that it's just, it's so gross. I hate it. You're crammed in there. You have no leg room. You know, you're, you're in this like tube with people and they're just, everybody's coughing and this, it's just, it's, I hate it so much. If, if you think about what the way you guys traveled down here yeah. and up, it's probably, a, it was another 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half longer if you would have driven because you guys had to wake up so early oh now that's true if you take into account all that extra time all the travel time and everything let's just for you know shits and giggles here let's just from my house right now to your lounge from my house to your lounge it is a 14 hour drive okay and by the time from the time you took off to the time you got to my lounge you didn't get to my lounge that first day until almost 1.30. True. It was 12 and a half hours. Yeah, 
That's no, you know what? When you put it that way, <laughs> there's some truth to that. Um, yeah, well, I know, but then I would have to drive <laughs> through, and then I'd have to drive through Atlanta, and I, uh, I hate driving in it through Atlanta. That's the one thing I can honestly say is that my wife and I, being from Atlanta, we can work around the traffic situation in Atlanta mm-hmm. really, really well, but it's still a pain in the ass. Atlanta. No. Growing up in LA and then Atlanta and being in New York, Atlanta's almost as bad as the other two. Yeah. But your windows are about an hour longer on each side of traffic jams. But if you get don't get into Atlanta before two o'clock and you get there at three thirty, four o'clock, you're hosed until seven. Uh, it'll it'll literally take you two and a half to four hours to get through town. Yeah. So uh, looking so, at the route, the route takes me through Nashville and then Atlanta. So yeah. and then otherwise it's just straight shot but and nashville's not even fun anymore because it's gotten so congested and the interstates there's nowhere for them to expand because of the downtown area and all of that there's just nowhere for them to expand i can't remember last time i drove in atlanta uh, nashville nashville's a great town we were just up there earlier this year okay so we had a great time well anyway so yeah so no we flew and uh was what it was but uh but you know I was able to get back to my car and uh, made it home, and uh, all was well. That's then, awesome. Now I'm back to I'm reality. Glad you had a good trip. It was a great trip. We had a really, really good time, and uh, uh, it's been it's been nice to to recap it with you because you know it's it just kind of reminds you of the little things. But yeah, it's it, it was a great trip, and I know we're both uh, both uh, you know looking forward to to making a return trip. Look forward to having you back whenever you're interested in coming back. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, we'll definitely get you some other items to go see, go do, and things like that. For sure. Well, now, why don't we hear about my monthly cigars? This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week. So, take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. I know Nick had uh, rewritten and and recorded some versions of... uh, a new commercial for himself that he was going to send to me, but he, uh, he recorded himself and he, he didn't like the way he sounded doing it. He wanted to find another, uh, another voice, preferably a female voice that would do it for him. And, uh, well, he, he hasn't gotten me that. So Nick, if you want to stop hearing that old commercial, you got to get me the new ones, buddy. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So anyway, um, and then in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at, uh, the cigar pulpit, I'm on a Facebook where we have the Pulpit Parishioners group. You can get in on that. And then uh, we're on Twitter slash X where I don't really do much. YouTube where you can watch this. And um, this episode will be dropping on Friday. Uh, this will be past the deadline that I set for Ask the Boys. Uh, but I do need your calls because I will have probably recorded the Ask the Boys episode by this time that this episode drops. Um, and if I haven't, then I'm going to be shortly doing so. And so, um, do need your calls for December. No, November. What am I talking about? November. Um, 
So area code 863-874-0000. And I'm going to keep the prize pack uh, train rolling. So there will be some cigars and some uh, fucking good coffee available for the uh, person who has the best call. So get those calls in. And uh, if your call is chosen as the best one, then you, you, you win a prize pack. It works out well. Doesn't sound like it's bad for those coffee drinkers out there. Please give us calls. There you go. Because I know Nick needs as many as he can get. Dude, it makes for good conversation, you know? It does. And a good show. Exactly. Those shows are always fun. So, I mean, not that this hasn't been fun, but I'm just saying those shows are always fun because you get a lot of... You get a lot of diversity in those shows a because lot. you know everybody has different thoughts and questions and whatever else. So I and like then those especially ones. when your dad's on it. Jeez. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll have to get him back. Um, I, I have people asking for him back. He doesn't know it. He's really? Got, he has a fan base. It's it's funny. One appearance and and as soon as that episode dropped, I had all kinds of listeners reach out like, "You need to have him on more often." I'm thinking, oh. All it takes is for him to start opening up about his opinions on this, that, and the oh. other thing, and suddenly it's going to get interesting. <laughs> this will turn into a different kind of show. <laughs> it will. <laughs> oh, anyway. that is so funny. And where can people follow you? Where can they follow? Ashen Ale, um, Palm Coast, Ashen Ale Lounge on Instagram, um, Ashen Ale on Facebook. And if we have other things, You'd have to ask my daughter. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, guys, as somebody who has spent, um, what, I'll say three days total um, over the course of four days uh, at the Ashenale Lounge in Palm Coast, if you're in the area, you owe it to yourself to swing by. It's a fantastic place. Everybody's super nice. Great selection of cigars. Great selection of libations to go along with those cigars. And a wonderful little patio out front to sit and just watch the world go by. So You brought up one point that I want to hit off before we finish. Yeah. The one beer that I, I had you taste because you asked on a previous the sh- uh The Chimay. Past, the Chimay, yes. So how did you like the way that paired with the two cigars you tried it with? Dude, it was a fantastic beer. It paired well. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and what's fascinating to me is, um, I think it was my lady friend that was telling me that it's made by monks. The tapas monks. Yes. In, in Belgium. Yes. That's so it's holy beer. Holy beer. Holy beer. I loved it. Holy yes. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it, I have yet to find a cigar that it does not pair well with. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I don't drink coffee and I'm not much of a beer person, but that is one that I have yet to find that does not pair well with anything. I have tried Connecticut's all the way up to head full body Maduro's and literally this beer, the warmer it gets, the better it pairs with everything. I was just about to it, say that you brought up that it, it gets better when it gets warmer. The flavors open up. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Now this was the blue labeled Chimay. Correct. And there's a gold and a red as well that are out there that are good, but the blue still pairs better with cigars all around than the other two okay well there you go guys if you're looking for a uh, a good beer pairing with your cigars check out that blue label chimay it was it, it it was really really good and uh it was endorsed by both me and and uh ken but then also renee yes renee loved that beer when i when he tried it it was it was interesting to me that he actually decided to try one yeah and then really really enjoyed it as well so yeah. 
No, worked that out. Was, that was very nice. Worked out fantastic. Well, it did. I want to personally thank Renee. I want to thank Mickey. I want to thank Michael Herklotz for his time. And obviously, big thanks go out to Ken here because it was a fantastic trip. It worked out so wonderfully. Every, like I said, everybody was super nice. And uh, you just you, you couldn't have made it more more home-like um, of, a, of a visit. It was great. Guys, if there's any more store owners out there, if you guys have the opportunity to get Nick at your store, it's amazing what he does with the customers as well. And your members and everything, he just makes them feel so at home. So please, if you have that opportunity, invite him. If he has that opportunity to go and see you, it just—it's just another feather in your uh, feather in your cap. So I and have we didn't people, even, Ricky, and and we didn't even really like. I I I wanted to, um, yeah. And this this will be something we put in the box for next time. Is okay. uh, I want to do a show. Where yeah, we bring in your your members and just we sit there and we bring in guys like Ricky and you know the others Gene and, we and just, Mickey yeah we just sit and we cycle them through and just kind of be like all right so you know tell me about yourself and just kind of like go at it that way and give that because I mean that's the thing we've touched on a number of your members throughout the last two episodes now um, talking about their various stories the stories that your guys have is just outstanding. <laughs> The eclecticness of my group is pretty, pretty amazing to me as well. Plus the friendliness of everybody. Yeah. It's, um, I don't think there is once my members get a hold of folks who walk in, there is no strangers. I try to make that happen for myself with anyone who walks in to make them feel welcome. But if I am busy with someone else, my members take over, they will literally go up to a customer or someone looking and help them. They will walk them through and talk to them until I'm free which is to me, I've never seen before. So I think that we've cultivated an amazing, amazing group of guys that are taking pride in what they have and what, what we've given them to work with. And they have made me more successful than I could have done myself. Well, I'll tell you. So my lady friend that came along with me, this was her first experience at an honest to God, just regular cigar lounge. Um, she and I, we'd, we'd been to a more higher end, you know, um, Rocky Patelburn, uh, location. And, uh, <laughs> but that's a different, that's a di- way different vibe. That is a completely different vibe. And, um, than, than your place and y- your place is more reminiscent of the local cigar lounge that has that, that, you know, regular clientele where they all kind of know each other, more of a cheers environment and less of a, yeah. and less of a, a, a higher end, you know, uh, bar that happens to have cigars. And so this was her first environment, or, you know, chance to like interact in that environment. And she loved it. She's like, this was great talking to all these guys, you know, people and meeting everybody. And just, it was, it was, I think it, it was, a di- I think it was, I think it was way different than what she thought it was going to be. Well, that's good. So. That's that, that's what I I hoped for. So it was a, it was interesting when you told me that she was coming with you that we would have the ability to make her feel welcome and to feel engaged in our conversations. And she seemed to fit in fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing I want to emphasize to people. You know, not every cigar lounge is how do I put this gently? I'll just say date friendly. Um, you know, some it's you go in and it's like a woman and it's not that they're like against a woman being in there. It's that 
they um they just don't see it and it's like you know you walked in with a unicorn or something like that you know and um you know some places they'll they'll kind of rein back the conversation a little bit to be polite other places they don't give a shit and they just go at it and then and that can depending on the person that you're with that can either be a turn on or turn off and whatever else but um i never got the impression that your guys were pulling back or reining back but at no point did it really seem to get like super boys club kind of like anything like that it was it was everybody was just chill and polite and it was wonderful that's one of the things we've been trying to cultivate for the year that i've had it is to make it very friendly for spouses to come Uh, we have a lot of members whose spouses are very 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 in our uh, who want to come they ask their husbands to come because they are so comfortable now so it's my wife had a big part of that and that was one of the things when we were talking about buying the the shop that she wanted to make comfortable so she can have friends with well. So if she wants to hang out and come up, she has a group of people to hang out with too, and not just sit there and listen to the guys chat. Yeah. So it's, it's worked extremely well. And we've had, I would say probably 30% of our customers now are women. That's fantastic. People are coming in and hearing from other people saying, you guys are very women friendly. So we're getting quite a few more women smokers coming in, even when they're just traveling through that they're hearing about us just from, comments on Google and things like that saying that we're friendly to everyone that they feel very comfortable coming in and just spending an hour and just hanging out. Well, and that's important because that's an entire like consumer base that a lot of shops, I don't want to say they ignore it, but they definitely don't cultivate it. Correct. You know? So, I I mean, that was one of the things that again, as my wife states, I've got my wife and her two daughters who live with, who live down here. One of them who works over me that make it very friendly for everybody. And we all try to make it friendly because they all bring their wives down. All of most of my members. Yeah. And on Friday and Saturday, and especially on Sunday during our uh, bottomless mimosas and sangria bar, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry that you weren't able to see at the weekends because they do get a little more busy than during the week. Um, it just explodes. So yeah, that was, that was, that was just me being, being frugal with my, with, with my budget is that, you know, weekend air flights and, and hotel rates and whatever else is just that much more, but you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll make it work again next time. Exactly. Next time. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I want to commend you on a wonderful shop. And like I said, if anybody is in the Palm coast area, if you're in Florida, it's not a far drive, uh, depending upon where you're at. I mean, (laughs) where you're at. Yeah. (laughs) Let's put it that way. I learned my lesson with Renee, you know, but, uh, um, (laughs) But uh, if you're in the Florida area and you're looking for a nice weekend, you know, go on up, check out St. Augustine, check out Palm Coast, check out Ash and Ale. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're traveling down, you're looking for someplace, if you're looking for someplace to go and vacation, that is um, not your typical vacation spot, I would say, you know, it's a very, yeah, it's very quiet. Um, Flagler is one of the tr- last cities in I, I would almost say in America, but I know one or two in California that are true beach communities. Yeah. No chain restaurants, no anything like that, but just small mom and pop shops, great shopping, just a great personality and atmosphere. Just a great place to come visit. For sure. I, it's you know, a great that's, place just to relax. That's the thing. You know, if you're not from Florida, 
or, you know, whatnot, and you think about traveling to Florida, you know, obviously you think about Miami, Tampa, Orlando, and maybe the Destin area. And, uh, you know, but seriously, guys, consider consider checking out that part of the, of the state because there's some fantastic stuff. And just the history in St. Augustine, if you're a history buff, Alone. I mean, St. Augustine is like your town. Yeah, you got a pretty uh, unique time to be here, too, when they discovered that boat. Yes, so, we're talking about that. Yeah, they found an old ship. They were doing some construction work, and they found an old ship that they in the ground that they were digging up, and they're still working on excavating that. And then now it's somewhere between 18, I think they said 1860 and 1890, that boat was there. That's from. crazy. So, That's just crazy. Yeah. So, so it's things like that that just you're just like, wow. It, it's a really cool area, and you guys will not uh, regret taking some time and going over there. Well, Ken, and we pretty good beaches too. Fantastic. I mean, you know, we didn't really get out on the beach. We just kind of like looked at the beach, but uh, you know, that's okay. Sand in my my toes. It's kind of one of those like weird little sensory things. I'm not not the biggest fan of the sand in the toes. You know, so it's all right. It's, it's, it, 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 it tends to I, follow me home. Yeah, I gotta say, this cigar was very very nice though. The yes. flavor and the finish. Everything on this has been extremely nice. I am obviously done with my uh, dedication. You're down to the yeah. last little bit there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually just now putting it down because I'm about to burn my fingers. Fantastic flavor on it. It ramped up in strength a little bit near the end, yeah. but you know that's what you'd expect. And I mean, it's it's an all around great smoke. I, I really do enjoy that offering from uh, from All Saints. So, guys, if you're in the area, please come see me. I'd love to meet you. There Love to go. hear that you know you listen to the podcast and everything. So we've got a, several of our members that hang out on a daily basis that do watch the podcast. So please come down, be part of the family. There you go. All right. Well, Ken, I'm going to let you get to your evening. Thank you so much for everything. It was an absolute pleasure. Our pleasure. We really appreciated you guys coming down and enjoying your time and being able to help make you have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Or, Several days, rather. Several, whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It was practically a weekend. We'll just call it yes. that. Well, guys, this, is, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Ken. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Now it's music time. Ha <laughs> ha. Good time for that good friend of my drink and a cigar. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.